Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. So get my workout stuff, roll out. Ah, shoot, forgot my phone. Go back upstairs, get my phone, come back downstairs, very sneaky, because, you know, Mrs. S still sleeping. So very sneaky up there again. Pull out, everybody's trash cans are out. My whole weekend was thrown off because I went, flew out to Philly and spoke on Saturday and then flew back. So it's like I lost my Saturday. So I was like, shoo, so get out, go to the trash can, major faux pas. This, I don't know about you guys, but this pisses me off. <laughs> like, total piss off it. Five whatever in the morning. One f- trash can is three quarters of the way full, and somebody started filling up the other trash can. <gasps> Before it was full? Before the other one was full. Oh, man. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Rookie mistake. Who does this? So I reached down in there, and here's the other thing. You know how the tie handles are on one side? You know, when you get ready to take the trash out, you cinch it up and you tie it, right? Like, that's just common sense. What are we, barbarians? Yeah. So, whoever, and I'm not pointing fingers, put this trash in the trash can while the other one was still only three-quarters of the way full, threw it in upside down without the ties tied. Oh, no. So, it's pitch black. I reached down in to pull it out, and trash just goes, I, it's strewn all over, not only in the can, but then it hits in on the ground around me. So, we got to pick it up, and I just have curdled cream on my <laughs> hand. Just, I can smell Ooh. it. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So at this point, I lay out a couple of classic (laughs) F-bombs. Because now I'm really hot. Uh, And so I picked it all up. I just threw it back in the single trash can that's got one trash bag in it right now and rolled it down to the top of the driveway. Disgust. Just pure and utter disgust. That's why I do the trash. This is why, these are the why, like, I can't let anybody else do my lawn. They don't do it right. (laughs) Let it go, man. Although that is that is that is classic Monday stuff. That's just the stuff that does not happen on any other day. No, but a Monday morning. So uh, yeah, the big Sean Payton press conference today. You gonna go say uh, say hello, huh? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe. I mean, I thought for sure listening to James and Dmac that it would all fall apart. I mean, how could you play golf? I mean, this isn't done yet. I mean, so thank the Lord that uh, it got done. Are you sure he was allowed in the building? Did he sneak in? Yes. Because if this wasn't if this wasn't done yet, because I mean, how could it be done? They were playing golf. Yeah. So how could did he sneak in? Why he does the press conference? Sneak in that he's going to be arrested for breaking an interview. Right. Right. That that would be a great bit to have the cops show up. Uh, Hey, you're not uh, allowed in here yet. The the ink isn't dry on the contract. You trespassed, and um, we're going to have to have your key card. Oh, you don't have a key card. You broke in. So the uh, press conference coming up this morning at 11 a.m. Of course, we'll have it here for you on the fan live. You'll get a chance to hear the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Also yesterday, the Nuggets waved the white flag in Minnesota. Back-to-back games, they kept Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, uh, Michael Porter Jr., and Contavious Caldwell-Pope home. Gordon, too, didn't play. Aaron Gordon, too. Actually, I'm sorry. I think I left. No. Uh, yeah. Maybe MPJ played. I'm all sorry. Five, I think all five there. I know Gordon and, and KP. Oh, MPG, MPG played. played. 
which is good. He needs to play. He doesn't. He doesn't need to be given the veteran back-to-back night off. He needs to play. But they did it. So load management, man. It is here. It's come to Denver. We're like one of the last holdouts. Load management games have come to Denver. It's a scheduled loss. They're fine with losing. And they got four more of these left throughout the course of the season. Now, somebody texted me and said, oh, man, you can't do this. This is this could really screw you up when it comes to head-to-head and home court. I'm like, don't worry about it because everybody's doing it. Yeah, it's not. If you're worried about Memphis gaining, Memphis will do it. Don't worry about it. If you're paying attention to what's going on in the East and you're thinking about home court in the NBA Finals, don't worry. The Celtics in Milwaukee, they'll do it. Like I said, I have the solution. Which is? You sit out for a, go- a load management game, you got to be out three days. Well, that's 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 maybe in a new collective next, bargaining agreement. Or the maybe. next game. They're going to have to do something about it. This is, I hate it. I don't, I'm not, and don't take this as me blaming the Nuggets. I'm not mad at the Nuggets. They're doing what, they're following the herd if, mm-hmm. if this is what they're going to do. But, you know, stop. I heard somebody say, oh, this is just poor scheduling by the NBA. They've been doing back-to-back games yeah. forever. Four games in five nights. They were doing forever. back-to-back games, and they were showing up to the airport and checking in and going through security. And before they had, you know, before they all had their own private jet flying around, like, stop it. This isn't bad scheduling. It's the way it's always been done, but this is the way the teams are deciding to handle it. And they got to do something about it because you, you can't you can't just – you got to think about the, the the ticket holders and everything like that. If I'm if I'm a Minnesota ticket holder, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I wanted to see, yeah, I want to see that my team play, but I want to see Jokic. I want to see Murray. I want to see a competitive game, right? And to have these games where the the other team comes into your building waving the white flag, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much a guaranteed W for your team, but nah, it's not good. It's not good. No, it is not. But like I said, you know, if you're hey, you're out with a, I mean, Nicola was listed as a hamstring, right? Well, they're not hurt, right? Then you got to sit gotta for live, another. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you got to sit for another. You got to sit for at least one more game. Well, they're going to have to do something, but that's that's down the road. And yeah. right now, it's the accepted norm in the NBA, and I get why they do it. So the Nuggets, uh, even with the loss last night, still and, and and you know talk about a game that you could easily uh, forfeit with the idea of uh, keeping guys keeping guys fresh and healthy. Nuggets still have a, a four-and-a-half game lead over Memphis uh, for the second spot in the West. So they're going to be, bar, barring something really unforeseen, they're going to be the number one seed. Home court. The Western right. Conference Finals will go through Denver. Game sevens every single round right here. Which is good. That's the way you want it. It still does. It does suck, though, right? This this whole the way they the way they manage this and the way they operate it. But I get I it. Stew out of me. I understand why you do it. Coming up, I want to ask you, texters, great six AM listeners, what do you want to learn and hear for t- uh, today from Sean Payton and Ijero Ivero to Carolina? Should the Broncos have worked harder to keep him? That's coming up next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress. Relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. 
Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. 11 a.m. We will uh, hear from the new coach of the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton will be uh, speaking, already speaking over the weekend to uh, DenverBroncos.com. So he's hit the ground running, Mm. but we'll get to hear him today. You know Sean really well. What what will people hear today from him? That's a great question. Um, He will have an idea... And he will share that idea of what we are going to be, how we are going to win. He'll have an identity. Um, and, you know, and that's now it doesn't mean that there's only one way to operate that. Right. But there are going to be things. There are going to be tenants, ideas um, that you're just going to hang your hat on. This is who we're going to be. This is what we're going to do. And like I like I said, and I've said this before, very very willing and capable of manipulating like the plays within creating that identity. But you'll know exactly kind of what Sean Payton is about. Um, And, you know, there's no question who's in charge. There's no, there's none of the, you know, it's not going to be happy action fun camp and, you know, and Hey, we got to take a day off to, you know, to do a skip through that. That's, you know, I get it. I was, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to come up with a new Sean Payton song. We do need a song. I'm Tell you what, we'll do that tomorrow. I want to yeah. be able I want to be able once he's officially him. I need to hear him. Mm. Uh, I think everybody needs to hear him, get a sense of who he is, how he talks, what he says, and then cuz I've already been hit on the text line by mm. folks asking what kind of what, what song we going with. And so I, I think tomorrow will be the day we'll start taking nominations. If you were to guess, what would be Sean Payton's kind of music of choice? Oh, his oh his music of yeah. choice. Like what kind of music does he? If you if you took his iPhone and said, okay, let me see his playlist. Good question. Good question. Let's see. Went to Eastern Illinois. Mm-hmm. So did Shanny, by the so way. So Shanny. Yep. Mm-hmm. Romo. So Spent Romo. Uh, all that time in New Orleans. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, classic rock guy? I don't know. I got to believe classic rock Right? Guy. Maybe a little heavy metal thrown in there? You think he might have a little heavy metal in there? You think he's a headbangers ball guy? Uh, uh, you know, a Hair Nation type guy? Yeah, Hair Nation. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Here's one. I asked uh, on the text line, what do you hope to hear or learn today from Sean Payton? Here's one. I like this one. After the news conference today, I want to feel like this. Remember when you first started a job, maybe one of your first jobs, and there was that one guy who was super calm, but you could tell he was in charge? That's how I want to feel today. I want to honestly stop telling me what you're going to do and just do it. Love that. There is that that one dude that just always seems to know what's going on. That guy that just is, no matter how tight things feel or get, there's a lot of confidence about that dude. I want to hear his vision and the type of players he expects and what he expects from them uh-huh. is are you a big believer in the whole idea that when a new coach comes in now you got to go out and you got to reconfigure the roster 
to meet what he wants to do offensively, defensively? Does it does it usually involve a lot of roster turnover? Got to bring in, got to bring in, you know, a certain kind of guy on the offensive line, certain right. kind of guy for your defense, that kind of thing. Is that is that something that we have to to watch for? Um, no, I like you always going to want the players that you kind of quote unquote want, right? I mean, you're always going to want certain body types and everything else. So you're going to make some of those changes, but you can't. I mean, the, you got to work with what you have on your roster, and then, you know, you've got to add to that roster. Every roster is going to turn over 30% anyhow. So maybe this one turns over a little bit more, but uh, bottom line, bottom line is, no, I don't think you look at the entirety of the roster and say, hey, we got to change all these things. That, yeah, I mean, it's unrealistic to be able to do that. You're going to have to work with what you have in the cupboard and then add to it. Ijero Ivero. Ijero Ivero. Ijero Ivero. Yeah. Going to Carolina. Uh, he squared. Broncos let him out of his contract mm-hmm. to be able to go to Carolina. Mistake? Hey, for a team right. that needs draft picks, I, w- I would have said, you want him? Come get him. Come give him a mid-round pick for him. I don't... Yeah, I don't think... Why are they being so nice? Yeah, I think you, you always... From that standpoint, you never want, one, you don't want a coach that doesn't want to be there, that wants to be elsewhere. And so I think that's part of the deal. And then ultimately, I think you as an organization, and I've always believed this about about head coaches and, and organizations in general, you are trying to, you are trying to, to populate your coaching tree and to have those guys go out and do the good things. Like, that's that's part of the deal. And you're trying to develop great coaches that can go on and represent this league properly and do it properly. So um, I just don't think you ever want to hold a guy back, especially a guy that doesn't want to be there. So I'm okay with that. I know you want to get compensation. I don't but I don't know that there's precedent for getting compensation for a guy who just doesn't want to coach here anymore. Has been and the whole staff's been fired. Okay, I, 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 I get what you're saying. You're right. You don't want to be, mm. and especially a guy like Peyton, or he probably looks at it and says, "Hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be holding on to him anyway. Uh, I don't think he made any real effort to keep him." Uh, looks like the Sean Desai guy is uh, is the, is the leader in the clubhouse right now to be the new defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But by the way, Avera with his um, misplaced loyalty to Nathaniel Hackett, you know the idea that he was upset at the the Broncos for firing Nathaniel Hackett and he didn't want to stay here because of loyalty and he felt the feeling that that Hackett was done wrong. I mean, to me, if if you're if you're on this coaching carousel, this uh, nomadic gypsy life that you're going to be living as a as a coach in the NFL for the next four decades, I don't know. Do, <laughs> do you have to pick your spots as to how loyal you're going to be to a guy to the point where you're like, yeah, I'll be loyal to a guy, but not to the point where I'm going to you know turn down a job or an opportunity. Now it worked out for him, yeah. but it, it seemed like right from the beginning he didn't want to stay here because of what happened to Hackett. I understand, yeah, I understand that, and the thing is, is it doesn't hurt his coaching career because he did a phenomenal job with the guys. But come on, Gary Kubiak was basically told, that "I want, I want you to let go of some of your coaches," and he basically said, "I'm okay. I'm done. I'm retired. My my health isn't good." 
And I, I think I appreciate when you're going to spend, you know, 16, 18 hours a day with a guy and you want things done a certain way. I appreciate the fact that you've got that kind of loyalty to guys and to, you know, to the, to the job. And I think it's, I think it's very much the same type of fraternity that it is as, as players. You know, you always have each other's backs and you always want to fight and, and play hard for one another. I think from a coaching standpoint, you got to have that, that same type of atmosphere in your, in your coaching staff. Probably doesn't hurt Avero's reputation around the league. You know, the fact that he was so loyal. So you hire a guy mm-hmm. uh, with, with the understanding now that, uh, hey, you know, this, this is a guy that's going to be probably pretty loyal to me. And I can, I can count on that. So, well, good luck to him. Uh, what that means for the Broncos' defense, how much will it hurt not having him here? Talk about that. Uh, we'll hear more from Sean Payton, what Michael Malone had to say after his team took a night off in a loss to Minnesota. And Kale McCarr talks about his all-star experience. All that coming up in the Morning Brew next. It's time for your Morning Brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Well, the uh, Nuggets lost last night in uh, Minnesota, sort of. They weren't the full Nuggets as Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, and uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope all stayed home. Back-to-back load management night, scheduled loss. Still, Michael Malone's team, such as it was, showed up. I thought it was, you know, pretty good. You know, I didn't think anybody was, you know, going rogue out there trying to do too much. You know, obviously, I think it also speaks to the greatness of guys like Nicole and Jamal, KCP and Aaron as well. How those guys make, you know, everybody else's lives that much easier out there. But, no, I, I thought we played hard in spurts, just didn't play smart enough, didn't play disciplined enough. Uh, you know, they were driving the ball and no one was coming over to trap the box. It was just easy layups at the rim. That has nothing to do with not having four starters here. We play them again in a couple days at our place. Hopefully go home, get some rest, and put forth a much better effort. By the way, on a night that it was uh, strictly the backups, the JV, Bones Highland did not play. DNPCD. Ooh. So he yeah, is. That means, that means he is he is about ready to jet. Big old jet airliner. Well, see you later. Oh, yeah. It's just a matter. Now, do you think that he that they're hurting his trade value by not playing him at all? No. Like, are you so, you're, you're sending such a clear message. This guy is not part of our present. He's not part of our future. He is so deep in Michael Malone's doghouse right now that does that hurt the kind of deal you're going to be able to make? What are you going to be able to get for him? I think you I think no. I don't I think people know his potential. They know he's struggled lately and and ultimately you're just sitting him out so he doesn't get hurt so you still have maintain whatever trade value he has. He has what he has. What like whatever that is. So no I don't think you're really hurting the, the trade value of Bones Island. So the uh, Nuggets, despite the loss, still remain a solid four and a half games in front of Memphis. Four in the all-important loss column. Yes. Uh, for the number one spot in the Western Conference. Barring something really catastrophic, your Denver Nuggets should be the number one seed in the West. NBA Finals, the path to the NBA Finals should go through Denver, Colorado. Next on the Morning Brew, Sean Payton getting ready to be introduced later today at a press conference at 11 a.m., We'll have it for you here on the fan, but already hard at work over there at uh, Dove Valley, putting together a staff, putting together plans, and uh, talking to DenverBroncos.com.
we were fortunate enough for a long period of time to, to do that in New Orleans. And I think it begins with the details. It really begins with the people. And so, you know, finding not only coaches, all the people involved in this process to be successful. It, it's really an organizational goal and, you know, planning to win. But then here's how. And, and so that involves a lot of details. It involves a lot of hard work. And uh, that's the exciting part about it. Can't wait to hear from him today. Is he the kind of guy that is going to give us uh, something to take away from, like uh, death by inches with Vic Fangio, ball security is job security from Brock Osweiler? Is this guy a a Sains type guy, um, or is he just a a straight talker? Pretty much a straight talker. Like we'll role play, okay. Okay. You be me, and I'll be Sean Payton. I be who? You be me. Okay, and I'll be Sean Payton. And you want to know? You want to know about? Let a, me tell you a story. A player, like okay. you want to know about a player? Let's just throw out a player. Throw out anybody that was on the Saints roster. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Tell you, I like this player. It's a really good player. I'll tell you about this player now. <laughs> and, <laughs> he likes talking about the player, yeah, huh? and, and this player. Like, catch the ball, you know, run the ball. You want to go hard nose, you know, downhill stuff. Capture the perimeter of the defense. He can do both of those things. Catch the ball. Blitz pickup guy, not afraid to put his nose in there. I mean, I like this player. I like this player. Okay. How's that? I like it. That was pretty All good. Right, well, right? we'll yeah. listen. To- okay. Yeah. We'll listen today. See what we got. Hear from Sean Payton again. You'll hear it. Uh, on the fan starting around 11 a.m. Next on the morning brew. Ejero Ivero. Ejero Ivero. Ejero Ivero. Ejero Ivero. Later. That's <laughs> that's Carolina's problem now. Yeah. Ejero Ivero. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. We finally got it at the end. Ejero He's on his way to Carolina. Yeah. So in just the last uh, two, year, two years, the Broncos will have lost uh, Vic Fangio and Ejero Ivero. From their defense. How much will this hurt the defense? This this battle of attrition from, from people who've from, been here coaching it. From continuity wise. I think I think the one thing about what you've had is you've had kind of continuity of scheme. Obviously every scheme, you know, everybody runs the same stuff. We talk about this offensively slash defensively. Everybody runs the same stuff. But it's just the nuance, where you want the leverage to come from, where the help comes from, how you want to attack things. Like everybody's personality, the structure is the same. The personality of defense is a little bit different. So um, they've got good players. There's no question. They've got some really good players. They've got some young players. Um, but it is tough, at, you know, every every year learning a few new, a few new words, verbiage, uh, concepts. That's always hard. So Brian Flores is getting another interview for the head coaching job of the Cardinals, the job that nobody in the NFL wants. Mm. But in the meantime, Sean Desai, uh, he would appear to be the the leader in the clubhouse, at least right now, and a Vic Fangio disciple. In fact, Vic Fangio recommended Denver for anybody who thought that uh, Vic has uh, sour grapes feelings about Denver. He, uh, according to Mike Kliss, Recommended Denver to decide. Desai spent this past year with Seattle, but before that was uh, with Vic in Chicago. So he's been in Chicago for a long time, learned under Vic. So you'd be get. See, that's why I, I, I'm not really freaked out by the whole Avero thing because 
I'm not saying defensive coordinators are a dime a dozen, but they kind of are. And if if what you're doing is getting a guy who is is part knows the the system and knows the uh, the, the structure and knows what you want to do with this defense, I'm more about hey, do you have somebody coming in who's coaching a defense, a philosophy that works more so than the than the person himself? And in this case. Uh, you're, you're bringing in somebody who knows the Vic Fangio defense, and from what you're you you were telling me, this is a guy who's very well respected in terms of the way he comes across to players and everything. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm probably the only guy in this market that's actually met with Sean Desai. <laughs> probably. So, um, very smart. Um, has a great sense, a great analytic sense to him. So he knows. You know, he's a football coach, but he understands the numbers and how to use the numbers to his advantage. Um, but not, you know, not married to the numbers, so to speak. So, uh, super, like a super smart guy, like unbelievably intelligent and, um, uh, really good, like really relatable. Um, does a great job of explaining things. So I, I just found him very, uh, very likable, a guy that you can really connect with, and and I think his players feel that way about him as well. And that was this year, right in Seattle. You no 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 oh, no. no. I met with him a year ago in Chicago. In Chicago. I met with him in Chicago, um, but really like walked away from it really impressed. Very much like I, I was impressed with um, Ijero Avero. Like very impressed with him as well. When when you meet, there's certain guys you meet with where you just get. I understand why they connect with players well. I understand why they just have great communication skills, and they say it in such a way, even though he's super intelligent, in such a way that you can grasp onto and go, okay, that makes sense to me. Next on the morning brew, Kale McCarr talking about his All Star experience. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's great. It's obviously it's nice to have other guys that you know here to just be able to hang out with them and then meet other guys that they know as well. So it's great, and I feel like uh, both those guys are very. Uh, they should be here. Fun weekend for Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon. The rest of the ads relaxing. They're back at work tomorrow night as they start a road trip in Pittsburgh. And then a Stanley Cup rematch with Tampa in Tampa on Thursday. And then uh, at Florida on Saturday. No back-to-backs. No back-to-backs. Okay. So we assume that the uh, the Avs players will be playing. They should be playing after they had a break for a week and a half. Well, you never know. know, Load management. Today's modern athlete. You know, you got to pamper him. Speaking of a guy who uh, hates, 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 hates. What the Nuggets and the rest of the uh, NBA is doing. James Marillet will join us live from Phoenix as uh, he's hanging out on Radio Row at the Super Bowl this week. He'll join us coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. James Merlatt of DenverSports.com joins us now, courtesy of Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room. Game day is at Old Chicago. You are in. Phoenix, are you are, are are you there working? Are you are you working for us, or are you there just uh, on another holiday? What, what's going on? Well, I'm working as of now. This week will be working. Over the weekend, it wasn't. My, okay. Uh, my kids were in a uh, seven on seven tournament down here. My oldest and my uh, my middle son. So we were coming down anyway. Happened to be Super Bowl week coming up this week. It worked out uh, work wise to stay and do some stuff. So it's uh, it's a little fun and a little work. Well, how can you travel to Phoenix when Sean Payton hadn't officially been signed yet? I don't, that doesn't seem like 
your attention to detail is there, James. Yeah, by priorities. Right, where are they? In the wrong place. I want you to write an article on uh, all the things that Greg Penner can and can't do uh, (laughs) while they're filling out the coaching staff. Can you do that for me? That would be awesome. Well, you know, and and, and I get what you're saying. And when I was on with DMAC uh, last week and – you know, we, we were, you know, banging this drum for four hours, but I do think he makes a good point, uh, in that it's a missed opportunity, right? Like this, this franchise has just been so rudderless and aimless and particularly under Nathaniel Hackett just had their priorities in the wrong place, right? And it started with field day and then it's regen days and having the entire bye week off and boy, we can't possibly work on Thanksgiving day, like all of those things. The by themselves are not really that big of a deal, right? I got a lot of grief because I was upset about field day and it was anti-fun, but to me, they're little things that, that start to pile up. And I do think Greg Penner had an opportunity to send a message that I think if they'd had this press conference last Thursday and word would have leaked out, quote-unquote, that he skipped playing in the Pro-Am at Pebble Beach because he had to get this done and wanted to get this done and it was priority number one, I think that reestablishes, starts to anyway, a little bit of, hey, it's it's football first here and we're going to take care of business before we go play. Again, it didn't blow up the deal. It's not a huge issue. But I do think it was a missed opportunity to, to kind of, especially for a new owner, to establish where his, uh, where his priorities were. I think it, uh, it would have been big. Well, I think that the real priority is to, is to get the best coach possible, and they got the best one on the market. So that, that is all that really matters. Plus, the idea of when to have the press conference, I, I think it's great that they're having it today because last week is kind of the, the dead period, you know, the, the, the week off between the Super Bowl, the championship game, and the Super Bowl. And now Super Bowl week kicks off, and the Broncos are going to be making news, and people around the NFL world will be reacting to what uh, Sean Payton has to say today. I I think they handled it perfectly. And by the way, Payton was hard at work this weekend. I assume he was allowed in the building. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Penners hadn't hadn't signed off. Did he sneak in? Did he sneak in? He broke. Did he did he bribe somebody to get in and go to work? I don't know. Was his key card working yet? I yeah. mean, these are the, the key questions. Yes. <laughs> and you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, it will be. Uh, the football world, to some extent, yeah, was taking the week off last week. So maybe uh, with everybody gathering down here and looking for stories and uh, you know how Super Bowl weeks oh, go, that hey, the Broncos will give them an easy one. That's that's good. They'll get some attention today. And, and, Mike, I do have to say, I have come around, and I was in that camp, and, and your column last week felt like it was directed just at me with all the problems. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Because <laughs> you, were, you were going through the checklist, and I thought you made really good points on all of them, and I probably was too hung up on the compensation of, man, got to give up something for him, and that's why I had Harbaugh ahead of him. Um, I liked uh, D'Amico Ryan's a ton, and then pa- Sean Payton was third for me. He was their third choice, but I don't think he was the third best option, if that makes sense. I do think he's the best option. There were other factors, though, that moved him down the pecking order. Ultimately, they got the right guy. Ultimately, um, if he turns things around, nobody's going to care about those two draft picks, especially since it turned out to be number 29 in the first round. So I- I- I'm with you. I think they got a- made a great hire, and I'm totally on board with it, even though it wasn't one of my initial guys. I think Sean Payton's going to be great. What, what would you like to hear from Sean Payton? In all seriousness, what do you like? What as a Bronco fan, and we have watched you know the debacle of the last couple of coaches, last three coaches. What would you like to, what would, what would make you feel like at ease with Sean Payton when he addresses the, the media and, uh, and Broncos country? 
You know, I think think the the big thing is going to be tone. I, I just don't want him, and I don't think he will be. But you know, Nathaniel Hackett, it, it was like you were you know at the Friars Club and he was doing a stand up routine. I, I don't want to I don't want to hear any of that stuff. Not that he has to be you know serious the whole time, but you want to hear a little bit of fire and brimstone, right? A little bit of like, man, I'd I'd run through a wall for that guy. I want to play for that guy. That's that's uh, it's one of the things I want to hear. The other piece of it, and this was one of my concerns, uh, and time will tell. Is I think you know there's a there's a fire you have when you're 46 years old and you're hired and you've never done it before and you're trying to prove to the world you can do it versus later in life and you got all the money and you've got a Super Bowl like it's the thing that made Brady and Jordan and Kobe so great is they could motivate themselves after they'd been to the mountaintop and for them it was multiple times. Does he still have that? Does it still burn or was it a you know a, just a money grab? And hey, if somebody's going to throw that much cash at you, you can't possibly turn it down. I want to come away think believing that man he has a passion for this job and he's the same way he was when he got that Saints job what in 2006 that that's that's what my takeaway needs to be you mad at the Nuggets yes I'm mad at the Nuggets and the, the entire league and you know this nonsense Mike of like oh my gosh well the, the league just you know with this schedule and they yeah, had to play no, night, no. back-to-back nights they've been playing 82 yeah. game schedule since 1967 yeah that's 55 years and they used to fly, you know, commercial. They'd sit out at Stapleton and grab a Continental flight the next morning and sit and coach and then have to play. These guys are so pampered, and it's and I don't begrudge that, but, like, then show up and work. Show up and play. And I, I just think to, uh, it's a lack of competitiveness. When you, when you talk about the greats, whether it's John Elway getting rid of his pool table when he loses to Bubby Brister or it's Michael Jordan playing cards on the on the team flights and being so mad if he would lose. Like You don't just lay over and, and take the loss on anything. And last time it was just like, yeah, we don't care. We'll get blown out by 30. We, the, the, the league stuck it to us. We're not even going to try. I, it bothers me to the, to the nth degree. Uh, solutions. Here's my solution. Okay. If you list a guy as injured like Nikola Jokic, hamstring, he not only has to sit out that game that you sit him out for load management, he has to sit out the next game. If we're gonna, if we're gonna put a, if we're gonna put a, a an injury on there, then there is guys. I mean, we got to take care of these guys, right? If we're gonna pamper them, let's go all the way. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense, right? It's a little bit like if you put a, a guy on injured reserve in the NFL, there's a timetable of how long they have to be out, so you can't use it to manipulate the the roster and get extra uh, extra spots. This isn't manipulating the roster, but it's manipulating the integrity of the game, right? And the and, mm-hmm. the, and the integrity of the the injury report. So, yeah, I think something like that would would make sense. But um, you know, two years ago, part of the reason Nikola Jokic was supposed to be the, should get the MVP over Joel Embiid is, hey, he played every night. Okay, well, where's that mentality gone? Because it's, it's now all of a sudden nobody cares that he's sitting out and it's oh, how could he possibly play? But I, I like your idea. I think the league has to come up with something to to do it. But at the end of the day, it's got to just come down to the players and to the teams and the coaches. And, you know, do you have a competitive spirit or do you not? And I think the fact that they're just willing to take a, a, an L, uh, that that concerns me, even though they're the one seed, even though they got a big lead over Memphis. I don't know if that's the kind of mentality that, that takes you far in the playoffs. We'll see. Four more times they have back-to-backs. But the, the thing about it, though, is – while they're doing it, everyone else is doing it too. So, know, but- so when you see a loss like last night's, and you're like, "Ooh, does that hurt in the Western Conference standings or the overall standings for possible home court?" Doesn't matter because the teams that you're going to be battling with for those top spots, they're going to be doing it too when they get a back to back. 
No, so, that, that's true. But it, and it also, though, that a lot of teams are doing this when they come to Denver because we've seen this for years, right? The, uh, a trip into Denver on a long road trip, and it led to um, you know maybe some inflated home records over the years because uh, teams playing their fifth game on a 10-day 10, 10 uh, string or whatever, that's a tough place to play. That's an easy one to just say, you know what? Why run up and down the court? Probably going to lose to the Nuggets anyway. We're at altitude. That's a good time to take the night off. So it makes you wonder how good the Nuggets' home record really is. Because, I mean, how many times have they played an actual full squad as the opposition uh, when they were playing home games? But I'll just say this. In, in, when the Bulls went 72-10, and 10, Michael Jordan played 82 games. 17 of those were on back-to-backs. Nine of those 17 were on the road. If he can do it, why can't these guys nowadays? And he was in his mid 30s at that point when they had the 72 win uh, season that was late in the in his career so i just don't understand what's changed that makes it michael jordan can do it and these guys can't if it's good enough for mj i think it's good enough for these guys all right james we'll look forward to all your stuff coming uh, from uh, radio row in arizona thank you so much appreciate it fellas take care james Merrillat of denversports.com courtesy of old chicago pizza and tap room game day is at old chicago four down territory is next when your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits.